don't know if if there's anything secret about this, but essentially we grew iStock Photo off the side of our desks. And eventually iStock became such a success that we sold for $50 million US. And this is something that's burned into my mind. A few years later, they were doing about $300 million worth of revenues. The company would have been worth a few billion dollars. We didn't have that billionaire mindset. Welcome to the world of angel investing. Built by Angels is a new podcast series that will guide you on the road to venture capital, scale, and growth. I'm Claudio Rojas, CEO at NACO, the National Angel Capital Organization. For over 20 years, NACO members have pioneered angel investing in Canada. We represent 4,000 angel investors across the country that have invested $853 million into over 1,400 companies. The NACO membership network includes leading innovation and entrepreneurial hubs around the country, collaborating with us to connect our angels with their entrepreneurs. We're here with Patrick Lohr, Managing Director at Panache Ventures based in Calgary. Patrick, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. We have a ton of material to cover. You have a tremendous amount of wisdom, how to found and build a company that's scalable and how to scale the ecosystem, how to unlock capital, how to run a, a venture fund. Why don't we start with your background? You started your career as an entrepreneur. You co-founded iStock Photo. So maybe give us a little bit of background there. Yeah. So maybe I can even start before that, Claudio, in that when I went to school, my first year of university, I pulled a 158 GPA. Uh, and that, uh, for those of you who, who have never played in that territory of grades, anywhere between a 1.5 and a 2.0 uh, gets you into academic probation. Right. Uh, and so... Where was that? Uh, that was at the University of Calgary. And it was a wonder that I graduated. Actually, you know, if we, if we go fast forward on that, I actually went back to school a bunch of years later. And when I was paying for my own education... I got my MBA and I had great grades. For me, schooling really taught me the lesson around uh, passion for what you do. I, I just didn't have passion for, for what I did in my first year of university. And I think I tolerated it as I went through. And then my first job, I really found a passion for what I did. And then I really found passion when we did our first startup. And that was iStock Photo. And then I met up with Bruce Livingston, who I worked with at Adobe. And we met up, he was running a web services firm and that's, and he had iStock photo as kind of a side project. And we got to talking and essentially we grew iStock photo off the side of our desks as we were developing the web services company. And eventually iStock became such a success that it eclipsed the web services company. But really it was, it was a typical story, I think for back in the day in that everything was a grind. It was a side venture. And there wasn't a lot of venture capital around. So we ended up just, we tried to raise some money. We weren't very good at it. So we ended up not raising. And eventually, a few years later, we got into cash flow positive and we didn't look back after that. Oh, wow. So a founder run success story without any dilution. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it was kind of ironic that here I am wearing my hat as a VC, trying to get my money into companies. And whereas you know, the, the companies that I've been a part of have never participated in any venture capital. Now, does that say something about where the venture capital ecosystem was at the time that you were, that you were in the market for raising? 
I think at that time in Canada, yeah, it was early. I think the U.S. had had hit a certain level of maturity, but we were really just unsophisticated. I, I don't think we would have had the right pitch. I don't think we knew the right environment, and I think it would have been difficult for us to raise in in the U.S. And I think everyone always says says, "Oh, there's a lot more money in the U.S.," and, and that's true. But what's also true, and what entrepreneurs miss, is that there's also a lot more competition. So your game might have to increase on whatever factor by 10x to compete in the U.S. market for capital. What do people generally not know about that sale? We sold the Getty Images. That's right. I thought so. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if, if there's anything secret about this, but we sold for $50 million U.S. We were doing X amount of millions of dollars in sales. And this is something that's burned into my mind. A few years later, they were doing about $300 million worth of revenues. Wow. Yeah. So we kind of undersold the company a little bit. And, you know, I think a few years later, it was, the company would have been worth a few billion dollars based on a reasonable multiple. So we, we sold for less than 140th of what we were worth. And, and I think, you know, the lesson out of that is a lesson that I take to heart that I, that I talk to our entrepreneurs about, which is, which is, do you think you're a good entrepreneur or do you think you're a great entrepreneur? And we went out and we created a company uh, and we thought it was a great company, but we never thought we could make it absolutely amazing. We didn't have that billionaire mindset. We didn't think we could build a company that big. And when somebody put $50 million in front of us, we kind of thought, well, this is the best we'll ever do. And it, I think that that's emblematic of the Canadian attitude, which is we're a little too humble. We don't think big enough. And even when we have something huge, we undersell ourselves. So I wish I had that coach on my right-hand side kind of saying, hey, Pat, you know, we think this is peanuts. You ought to go for something big. Right. Uh, and that's the voice that I play right now in this ecosystem is get out there and making sure that if our if we see billion dollar potential in our in our companies that we push our founders to get there. Ultimately it's their choice, but I want to make sure that they're not underselling themselves like we did. Stay tuned, subscribe, and join us on this exciting journey as we transform ordinary listeners into extraordinary angel investors.